of Mr. Nice Guy, I've been slowy. Today in the show, hip-hop artist Larry Bull is joining me. Uh, he just dropped a new tape, it's called Paper Route. He's dropped a couple EPs earlier this year as well. Big year for music for Larry Bull. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about his artistry and everything about why he does what he does. So, Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. You're bad, man. Give me, give me some, man. <laughs> it's a pleasure to come through, man. Sure thing. Big well, pleasure. Yeah, dude, of course. Uh, yeah, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm freaking invigorated, man. Like, I'm really excited because the holidays are coming around, and then right after the holiday, I have a battle, December 8th. Nice. And it's going to be in front of some very important people from the battle rap culture, you know, outside of the city. So it's, it's an even bigger look for, for the city as well as for me personally. And... I'm just I'm just excited, man. Like I'm usually like the short end of the stick because I'm a beginner in battle rap, so I'm usually at the bottom of the card. But I'm up there this yeah. time, so because it's my second year, you know, I'm getting a little bit more of that veteran respect, and I'm just excited, man. You know, albums done, album out, successful release show, a lot of different things just yeah. this year, and it's like as it's winding down, I can't do nothing but be happy. Yeah, like, I really yeah. can't at all. Hey, hey, dude, I live to hear things like that from creatives of all kinds, so good for you, dude. This is, yeah, I, I agree. 2019 was a very, um, it was a fruitful year uh, for myself as well. Like, it's just been, um, you know, like, I just, uh, actually just uploaded my 200th episode the other oh. day. It was with Joshua Jenkins. Um, Shout out little Bro. That's my little Bro, man. I love Josh. Josh. Hell I remember yeah. watching him from the jump, man, when the ADHD kids first hit the scene uh, at True School. I was on one of their first few shows they put together, man, and just seeing how that group has grown and even Josh, who I seen him out the gate and was like, he's the, the one with the with that 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 touch right now. Yeah. Like they're all they're all gifted. The whole right. the whole quartet is very gifted. Yeah. All of them. But it was just something about Josh, and then Josh also knew some of my some of my close friends. Yeah. And they were like his mentors. I'm like, oh, you, okay, yeah. go ahead, bro. Yeah, right. I'm rooting for you that, just that much harder because yeah. I know where you come from as far as your tutelage and what kind of person I know you are. Mm -hmm. He's a great man. Dude. He's a good dude. Great dude, man. He's so genuine. He's kind as fuck. He's, uh, you know, he, he really takes like, you know, just like getting to know him and his artistry, things he's been through and how he translates like all of that like negativity that could otherwise like really fuck somebody up he yeah. turns it around and he like he empowers his community really hard so big shout out to josh shankins yeah there's a lot of stuff that he does even at a young age i remember just not even having a mindset to even think like that i wasn't a negative person but i wasn't that willing to to make a change like i am now like mm -hmm. Back then, I was just like, oh, politics or political stuff or anything, just, ah, nah. You, yeah. Y'all got that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the same way, too. Yeah. Y'all got it, but now, right. you know, I care more. Oh, yeah. Didn't take Trump to make me do it, but I care more. I agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. We, we we have to. It's our moral obligation. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, man, but, yeah, so 
2019 has just been a, it's been a, a powerful year in finding direction, uh, speaking on behalf of myself, but it sounds like you as well with all these new projects under your belt. Yeah, man, it was really, um, 2019 started out though, I'm not even gonna lie. Going into 2019, I went into 2019 with a lot of mystery, with a lot of what the fuck is happening now. Yeah. Because from a creative standpoint, if you look back to 2016, 2017, like that, from that point to that year in its entirety, going out of 2017, it was one of probably my most exciting times with little to no material though. Yeah. At the time I was, uh, I was like the baby of the group between myself, A.R. Wesley and Mike Regal. Shout outs. Yeah, those are my brothers, man. Day ones, like Regal being my producer and not just being my producer, being a brother, a big brother at that and just a beautiful friend to me. He taught me how to be, you know, creative during that time period. And AR showed me as well, like showed me showmanship and how to incorporate more than just rapping good on a song. Like the two yeah. of them, you know, increased my dynamics exponentially. You know, it was like when Goku first met Master Roshi and Krillin. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know, like he was the weakest of the three and then eventually became something special. Even though they all have the same moves. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. You know, so, like, and that was a time for me where I was like, yeah, nothing can break this up. And then, slowly but surely, you know, Regal takes his talents out west. And then AR followed suit. And then a lot of home issues, you know, things that required me to be here. And you know, I'm not I'm not someone who's going to hide what's going on with me because I'm an artist and I rap about it. But my dad got ill when I was still in college. Mm-hmm. at UWM and it was partially why I dropped out you mm-hmm. know, par- prior to our conversation. I, I dropped out because of that cancellation of our major mm-hmm. as well as my father got ill sure. and me being the oldest and the one carrying his name as well as the only person functioning in the house, he needed me. Yeah. So I took a step back from that and that's actually how I got close to Mike and AR because when I needed relief from the stresses of being at home in basically confining myself to free home health care mm-hmm. to take care of him, they were my release. And going out into the scene and seeing Milwaukee's creative juices flowing like that was what got me going. So once I did the Levels album and got into that whole momentum, like we're seeing, like at that point I dropped my album, we were seeing Arizona. I started battle rapping, we're going all over the place, like Regal's on tour, AR's getting shows out of town, and I'm just feeding off of them, and then whatever yeah. opportunities also come my way, it's like it was a whole big snowball rolling downhill yeah. in the right direction. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then when they moved, it was like, I felt like the snowball was just getting slowly but surely chopped down. Yeah. As we're going on less and less snowy grounds, we're running into more grass, more yeah. rock, and that snow is just melting away. Yeah. So I go from having my two partners in crime, as well as one of my favorite photographers in Lotus Valentine. Oh yeah, shout out love to her, love her. Yeah. That's, that's the sis, man. I remember being one of her guinea pigs when she was taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was one of the the first people who was there, you know, rooting for her too. And you know, she left, Regal left. AR leaves, my other producer Mike and Ike getting ready, starts a family and then leaves and I'm just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, and then I started battle rapping at the end of 2017 and then going into 2018, like, alright cool, you know, you got your one year in with that, but now it was like I've been battling for a year, I've had 12 straight battles, literally battling from 
November to November at that point. Like I've had eleven straight battles, and I battled probably once or twice a month. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. And I'm a really, 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 really long-winded person as well as a writer. So I wasn't taking like one round four minutes. We're we're talking three rounds, three plus minutes, just my material alone. I don't care what you're writing. Three minutes plus. In 11 straight months. That's all brand new fresh material that must be memorized and, per and performed to the highest ability as well as annihilating your opponent while doing so. Right, yeah. So after that I get to a point where like what do I need to do? And then in my mind I felt like Kobe Bryant in 2006. He was scoring 81 points with nobody on his team because all my guys were gone. Yeah. All of my the whole creative circle that made me me is on different parts of the country. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I function here? And I'm, and I'm getting bored with battle rap. Dropping as much music as you can. And then at the time, all the guys were still working on their albums. So within, the cult, within our culture here, they weren't active. So it was up to me to keep not only my name going, but to, to, to keep their flags going until they pop back up. Yeah. You know, and we do the same for one another. Like when it's their turn, all right, you're, you're gonna see us through them. Yeah, and you'll see them through me. So immediately, I just get to work. I dropped the first EP, Free Money, and I really didn't know what the heck was gonna come out of it. I just knew I had a whole bunch of crazy tracks, different flows, cadences, new bars, beats, and concepts, and my album was already done. The Paper Route album was done. Like I made that album in celebration of what we had done from that first album and all that stuff I just told you about oh, from 16 to 17. It was a celebration and a bragging like, yeah, we did all of this. No deal, no budget, little to no money. All opportunity and prayer and belief and faith and grinding. That's all we had. Mm -hmm. Every opportunity that came that we were a part of or that we witnessed one of us go through. So I'm just like, what now? And I dropped that. And then it led me to getting a, doing the cypher with Tyree Pope and then meeting the new wave of artists that came shortly after with Moody and Audie Marie and Big Dog Stacks and Mo, my favorite yeah. fucking Mo City. Dude, Mo City. I love Mo. That's Stacks. my boy. Shout out those guys. Mo and Stacks, them my dudes, Dude, man. Okay. I, the new guys, I love them. Yeah. I love them the most they, right now. Mo and Stacks. And Moody. I love and Moody. And Moody. Dude, Moody is cold. Moody is the freaking female goat, man. Moody is cool. She makes me like reconsider rapping occasionally mm -hmm. because she can do so much so well, yeah. so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Her her EP is crazy. And then it's like, yo, just lyrically, she's really standing above all the female rappers. And like I said, if you rap with her, like that's one of those people where it's like, listen, you get on track with me, I'm not just finna try to be all cool and be like, yeah, we're on track together, let's sit, rap to the concept. No, this has to be the greatest verse of all mankind, yeah. just so I can be satisfied with listening to you rap next to me. Yeah, right, right. Because you're that damn good. It makes you want to outdo yourself. Exactly, and that's why I like all of these guys that oh, I've said, because yeah. they made me want to reevaluate what the fuck I was doing. And mm -hmm. if a person can't make you do that as a creative when you see them, well, that's just for me, though. If they can't make me do that, they're probably not that good to me. Yeah. Bro, I think Fried Chicken is one of the songs of the year, definitely. The creation behind that, I was just talking, to, I was just hanging out with Mo the other day, and he was telling me how that song came about, and how it was just really organic, like, oh, yeah. they said, like, Stax literally said, I'm not rapping on it, I'm gonna do the hook and the bridge, and just make it go first, 
and then Mo comes up with his verse and he just stops and was like, I think that's all it needs. Yeah. And then they were just like, let's call the homie up. And then Fifth comes through and Fifth, just finishes yeah. off the whole song and then they just throw the hook at the end of it again. Fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit goes crazy, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it, man. They they showed out at my release party with that too. Oh, yeah. They um DJ Snack Daddy, uh, I found out that he actually fooled America at that show. I say fooled America because he pulled the fast one so quick nobody noticed it. Mm -hmm. They performed fried chicken at the show. And after they performed it the first time, we were like, we're already in it. We're like, ah, fucking disco. Yeah. And then Snack just looks at them and goes like this, like, do it again. Yeah. Oh, Not wow. even knowing, like, Mo was like, we saw him do that. And we're like, no, please. We're, we're heavy set dudes. We're tired. This was the last song. Let us go, please. He runs it back and no one notices they rapped the song twice. <laughs> wow. That's insane. That's and, holy and shit. they were more turned up the second time than they were the first. Damn. And I was just like, how did we? Doesn't even matter. I wish I was there to see that. <laughs> that was one of the shows for the ages. But a lot of the release shows in the last five months, beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm mad that I missed the Keith show with, oh, Genesis, yeah. with Genesis Renji. I'm, I'm mad I missed that one. I'm glad I got to go see Lamos. Oh, and yeah. And to go listen to that album. Like, dude, I cannot wait till next week. Or is that this week? Uh, November I don't know. 25th is when? That's uh, Monday. Yes, next week. Dude, I can't wait. Born and raised. Coming I can't to wait. You. Born, shout out Lamo, man. That's another Lamo. one of the homies. That's, that's bro for real. I love these dudes, Lamo's man. Lamo's great. Yeah. He's always happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's always happy. Yeah, he's, he's dope. Uh, yeah, Jen, also, you know, one of the most inspiring dudes I know. Very poetic, very powerful. Yes. Very, very powerful. It's, yeah. it's beautiful to see him transition. So he used to be all poetry yeah, and right. no rap. And then mm -hmm. he went poetry, rap, and then just full-blown artist now. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's a... Full-blown artist. Like, yeah. And businessman. You know, he was able to get, he was one of the first, you know, sets of people who had their own, like, functioning team with the House of Renji. You know, and at that time, there really was no one else. I think you had House of Renji. Reggie Bonds and Rebel Nation and Sav's crew. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, and New Age Narcissism, oh, which yeah. shortly came, I think came like maybe a couple months before Rebel Nation even popped up. Yeah. So you were in higher education. You had all those guys. So you had just a couple. Like now there's the Fat Nerds and. Yeah. You know, high Tribe. Yeah, right. Fat Nerds, High Tribe. What other groups? A culture Sect, mm -hmm. uh, Vogel Park. You know, there's a lot of different just the Shuttlesworth group. That's the most. That's yeah. the most city. Them Shuttlesworth. That that's the name of their group. Word. So you have them. Like all of those dudes come from one house, and it's like it's just cool to see how the organization goes along in the culture. Anyway, because yeah. I remember there was so much just everywhere. Shout out to uh, Mocha too. MK. We love you, Mocha. We love you. You the goat. I don't care what nobody say. She the goat, man. Mocha's the best. Okay, Mocha is the goat. Freaking go, bro. Like, man, that's the first person I ever called and was like, listen, I see what you're doing. How much? I don't even care. Yeah, right. I'm not going to put her put her bill out there because <laughs> that's for y'all to find out. But I'll tell you right now, preferably, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, she came and made everyone happy to rap again. I promise you, us as artists, we're bored. 
I dropped those EPs, what, just a segue back into that shit. I dropped those EPs because I was like, what now? I've already done enough shows. People are doing done enough shows. What now? The only thing left is throw your own. And make it awesome. Yeah. Throw your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I said if I'm gonna do it, I'm going all the way out. And I was like, who can I ask? Who can I get to help me? And the first person I thought of was her. Like I immediately, like the first thing I did was on some like Hey, I think that person's cute type shit. I asked like five different people how she was. Yeah. Like I went to Mo, I went to Stax. I didn't even know that there was a, a connection there yeah. yet. This was at the Cypher. Right. When I was hearing about her, I asked those two guys. Because I remember she was like, um, she was doing a showcase. And she was like, anybody who wants to do it, put your, DM me your info or your, your footage or whatever. And I'll hit you back. And at that, and this was before I dropped my EPs. I'm like, what do I have to do to get on the radar to get a show to get something active? Because I had been so inactive and in battle rap mode for so long. I'm like, can I still rap? <laughs> can I still make fucking rap? Yeah. So when I finally got a hold of her, I was like, look, I don't even care how much it costs. What I gotta do? Yeah. I trust you, I believe in you, and show enough. Show enough. I ain't never had that many people come to a show for me ever. And that's not to say because I'm not special or because I'm not important, but it was just something, it's something different when you got that MKE expanded, yeah. sitting in the corner of your flyer or is sponsored by her. It's a certain command of respect that people are starting to get now yeah. when you say, oh yeah, I have a promoter or someone, uh, an event coordinator. Like It made me feel good to say that about my own craft for a change. Or when I say, yo, like for that show specifically, I was like, I have an event coordinator. I have sponsors. Like, I didn't even understand what the hell the word sponsor mean until yeah. I had to get one. Same. <laughs> Same here, yeah. I was like, yeah. what does that even mean? Like yeah. even from going from that to reach, like I reached out to Alan too. Oh, yeah. Like Alan and Mocha and right. like just going like, yo, I had to really reach out and do that. Made that release show that much more better. And we made the deadline. Damn. The album and the show was released the same day. Most, pe most people say, oh yeah, oh, my wow. release show is this day, but the album usually drops a week before or a week after. Right, yeah. My album dropped the very same day Damn. that my show was. That's dope. So you, and I, I even put it out there, I was like, anybody who comes with the album already on your phone, you can hear free. Because you, you went and got the music. Yeah. Bro. I just got so many chills, like, just now, like, just hearing that everything about, like, everything you just said, man, about MK Expanded, about how literally all those 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 collectives, those groups you had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. are all under one roof in the same place. Mm -hmm. MK Expanded has been truly bridging the scene. Yep. It's, it's been truly, it's like... part of her goal, too. Yeah. She was like, she saw the segregation within the artists that was happening. And one thing that, you know, I don't know if all the creatives were noticing it, but it was only like, if you go talk to the artists I named, including myself or like anybody I've name dropped, they are very cognizant and comprehending to the fact that we know how this works. Like I, I tell me being a veteran now, like I've been a part of the Milwaukee music scene actively, not just a watcher, actively doing shows, meeting people, meeting artists, 
may not collaborate with them, but meeting them, knowing them, befriending them, and being a genuine friend to these people. Supporting. Exactly. Just showing up for them. A genuine friend to these yeah, people. right. When I can. All of those dudes know, like, man, I just tell them, like, immediately, that first year, for some reason, everyone loves you. And the reason they love you is probably because you're not threatening to anything to that the powers that be may see. Whether it's, it might be another artist or just somebody who doesn't know the real meaning of the hip hop culture, but they want to get active in it. Or it's just somebody who just wants to do shows and they know that hip hop shows are the, the most active shows that go around where you can constantly keep throwing them because there's so many of us to pick from yeah. that they just burn you up. After your second year where you have to really be creative, you don't get that. That was another reason I was like, what the hell do I do now? I, there is no, oh crap, I can go, I can wait. Like There was no, there was no help for me. In my, in my journey to, to releasing the paper route and getting yeah. to that point. There was no help. There was no, all right, like how other artists function, like Kendrick drops an album, but he's got Schoolboy Q on one of the biggest songs, or J-Rock, or mm -hmm. uh, fucking Isaiah Rashad, or Reason, or SZA on one of the songs, and their albums are coming shortly after. Yeah. There was none of that for me. And then on top of that, in the drop order, my guys dropped first. Mm -hmm. AR dropped in like June or July. Regal dropped twice before I hit the scene. With beats and with music. With with the uh, go-to bandit. Oh yeah. So and they were dropping EPs. I'm dropping a whole like double what they're dropping. Yeah. And I had already done two EPs. So it's like how do you continue to keep going and not burn yourself out or become stale to the people? Because free money, yeah, that got me the cypher, got me a couple articles, and extended my run for first album being out. No money, nobody even knows that's out. Get that. Nobody. And then Get nobody that. even saw like that that was a prelude to the album. Which your album is 18 tracks. And there's only 13 songs. It's actually <laughs> 16 tracks, 13 songs. Levels is 18 tracks, like 16 songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Paper Route is only 13 real songs on the album. Yeah. There's three interludes, less than a minute, probably 55 seconds or smaller. They're all skippable. No hidden songs, no nothing. Damn. The yeah. album in its, in its entirety is only a 55 minutes long. And if you skip the interludes, it's probably about 40 minutes. Shit. <laughs> So you get a lot of... It's a full-ass project that, like... Yeah. Learned that from school. When, we would, when, we, when I was in media studies class and all that good stuff, we had to take a journalism course where the exercise was we had to read, like, five paragraphs or, like, two pages worth of an article and condense it and summarize this entire yeah. article for a, like... 400 word piece or in other words like two paragraphs yeah. and that's all you get and you got to hit every point and hit everything and right. put it all in here and turn it in mm -hmm. no grammatic errors no, and you can't leave class until you finish right yeah. so if you get done quick you could you could went early as shit yeah yeah so just imagine fucking up a lot 
and having to sit there, oh shit, I'm missing this, okay. And everyone's leaving while you're doing it because they type fast as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Like, so I had to learn that because my first album was too long. It was very long. It had a lot. It actually had a lot of the, it had a lot of chronic and Good Kid, Mad City vibes to it. Like, it was a whole, it was a whole story with subliminal messages throughout my interludes. It was a deep dive into oneself as an artist on top of that. So there was personal stuff that unless you knew me before the album, you wouldn't even catch it or understand it. Right, but yeah. you would just feel the emotion. Mm -hmm. And then there was also hidden songs, uh, interludes attached to songs, making stuff seven minutes long. But whereas this album, I was like, okay, I learned from that. Everyone was like, this is an album you have to sit down and really listen to to even enjoy it. And I said, okay, well this time around, I don't want you to just have to really tune in. I want it to be to a point where you can turn this down to like seven on your car stereo and talk about something. And this music is gonna play in the background. And somewhere along the line, you're probably either gonna be, oh, what's that? Or it just won't bother you. Because when you play bad music in the background of a conversation, you're gonna turn it off. Yeah. Like, could you imagine fucking playing Who's someone who's really, really trash or says stuff that's not good for background music? Zach Fox. Zach Fox. The dude who did the fucking Jesus is the Way freestyle with, uh, was it, Kenny Beats or whatever his name okay, is? Okay, sure. Like, play that bitch you better praise God or I'm going to shoot you and that's on God. Play that in the background of a serious conversation and see how far that gets. Yeah. I'm going to turn this off. What are you playing, bro? Turn that off. But if you go play a song like fucking Run It Up or Make A Move or Living Life and you just turn it down and play it, you'll be fine. You know, for, for weed smokers, you can smoke to that album. And one weed session is probably about an hour on average. I would know because I'm a partaker. So, <laughs> like you can get through a whole album off like one dube or two. You know what I'm saying? So, and I wanted it to be that. Where does the name Paper Up come from? Beautiful story. So, okay. This is how that came along. So, during that time when I was actually working on that album, I was actually going through a tough time mentally. And at home, like I said, I'm still taking care of my dad at this point. It's like year three. And at this point, you know, with, and as you grow with things, you got to learn how to adapt to it with each year. So the first year was nothing but fear. And, oh, my God, my dad might die or he's sick or just me overthinking crap. The second year was getting used to knowing you have this as a responsibility. The third was finding something to do to keep me sane when I'm not here. So what I did was I was talking to Regal and he was like, find you a job or find you something to do. And at the time, a good friend of mine, DJ Marcus X, was working. Shout out, bro. Congratulations on your daughter, too, man. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, he was doing an actual paper route mm. and at the time to, to work on paper routes you have to and he was doing third shift so we had to get up and be there by like 2.30 in the morning and then from 2.30 to 6.30 we're out on our route delivering the papers same route every day so it was never nothing different so it was cool but I was like sure why not I don't have nothing else to do I'll go hang out with bro, and then we'll see what happens. And as we're going out on these little night excursions, you know, a dude here and there, here and there, after we fold the papers up, and we're on these routes, and we're just playing music. Like, um, I think when I heard No Dope on Sundays by Sci High the Prince, the day the album was released, 
I heard it the next day on the paper route. We're just delivering papers, delivering papers. And I was thinking, like I just, I really had a childish imagination moment. We're delivering these papers. And, I, and it was one day, the papers were so, we had so many papers. Because it was coming after, I think it was before Thanksgiving. Okay. We're delivering papers and we had a whole bunch because we had to deliver big bolts because there was no Sundays or there was no holiday paper coming. So we're putting them in the car and they literally like block out the whole back seat and to the point where we got them in the front and I'm just like, I got papers up to my knees. Yeah. And we're just like, bro, we gotta get started so we can get some room. <laughs> and it made me think about Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh, yeah. There's an episode on Ed, Ed, and Eddie where Double D has a paper route. And Eddie gets woken up by Rolf cutting his grass with a tractor. And he jumps out the window and like ends up crash landing in his bed somewhere in the middle of the sidewalk. Double D walks past and steps over him and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm on a paper route. I'm over here trying to get me a, a, an electron microscope. And it costed like 500 bucks or something. <laughs> and he's like, and I guess he was only getting like 50 cents or a, a house or for the routes or something. And he's like, I've only got 19,088 something, something cents to go. But him saying that number and saying, I'm buying this microscope off papers, it sparked the brain in Eddie's, eye, in Eddie's mind. He's like, if you make that much money in one route, think what you could do with five routes. No, 50. So the next day, Double D goes outside to go get his papers. But when he opens the door, there's a whole trash truck full of papers dumping them in his house. And the papers, like the papers were so many and they were only delivering them to the cul-de-sac. If you've seen the show, they only have a cul-de-sac. Yeah. There was no other routes. So they had like 10,000 newspapers. And they had to deliver all of them or they won't get paid. Regardless. So that just got me to thinking. That episode and that kind of character of, oh crap, look what you're doing. Just think if we just took it and did this, we could be rich. That caricature and that idea sparked the whole, the whole album idea. Because I was like, what if me and Marcus were the paper route guys? And we had like, got these papers from like a, a mobster dude or something. And he's like, you need to go around the entire United States and deliver these papers or I'm fucking you up. For whatever reason that put us there where we're having to deliver papers for this guy. And it just becomes one big thing, like how dope was. They had to di distribute these drugs in order to go to college. Oh, yeah. And then you see what happens in between that. They run into gang members. They run into the dude's daughter. They run into his son. They get into a shootout. They get into yeah. a fight. It's a great movie. Car chase. All kind of extra stuff. So I was like, what if... Because in my mind, I was like, I could make a movie out of that. And I was like, if that's going to be a movie idea, this could be the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I did was I created the characters and made the movie and the soundtrack into one album. And that character that would have been Eddie, I turned it into a conscious thought of where I come from in my environment and the city we live in. Everyone has that friend that is just a little too risky for everyone's bit. You love the shit out of him, but he's too risky for your own good. Oh, I have several. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they always be like, hey, you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, right. I love you, dude. But uh, uh. Yeah, right. That was the character I put in the in the in the album, and that's why when the phone rings, hey man, come outside. We're about to do something amazing. We're about to be big dogs. We're about to live like kings. 
and then you go into each vibe. So the initial statement is, and I also wanted to show the stages, because it was also in a, a display of everyone needs money, everyone wants money, but there's always different ways to get it. And not every way, even though you get it, not every way is going to have a good ending. Mm -hmm. If you take a negative way to get money, and no matter how good you are, what good you do with it, the karma and consequences of that negative thing you did is going to get you. Whether it's now, after, or immediately after you do it, or 30 years down the line when it's unveiled and then it happens. It's going to happen. Yeah. So what I did was I created that vibe to let you know, like if you want to go out here and be in these streets, you want to hustle, you want to sell drugs, you want to rob people, you want to break in cribs, you want to make money off scamming, you want to do it the negative way, just be on notice. How you end is going to be negative. No matter what you do, no matter what happens after that, what you've done has to be paid for in this universe, regardless. Yeah. So that was the underlying message. Like, if you want money, go get it, but hustle responsibly. That's real, man. Hustle responsibly, and yeah. don't let peer pressure fuck you over. Yeah, that's powerful, bro. Fuck yeah, that's real as hell, man. Good shit. Exactly, and then on top of that, it came from a place I was feeling like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm doing these paper routes and I'm helping him deliver papers, but this is on for so long, and this is to help him eat. I'm just helping out a friend. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm helping you. You're just my bro. I'm trying to find a mental release while helping you make some money. That's it. Outside of that, like, where's my income going to come from? I need more than what I'm getting right now, and I'm taking care of my dad and more of his personal bills are weighing on my brain, even though I'm not responsible for them. I'm just like, yo, I gotta, this is my household, I live here, He's, he needs me, yeah. I'm his right hand man, I gotta make this happen for him. Yeah. As well as the pressure of, go be famous already so we get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like there's these pressures sitting on my brain mentally and I'm like, what do I do? I've already sold weed before. I actually dealt in things outside of that before. I've watched people do it. I've watched the failures. My father came from that. You know, my family was predicated on that at one point. We're not there anymore. I was the one that broke the cycle. I'm not doing that. And I'm junior. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I seen what, what it did for you in a good way, but the back end, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. And the paranoia, the friendship losses, the stuff you got, uh-uh, I know. And the fact that I've had to condition my mind to even think like that, I wasn't one, I didn't want to do it. So I'm like, what can I do? What the fuck? Why do I feel like I need to do something wrong just to be right? Damn, that, that hits home. <laughs> yeah. Doing wrong so you could do right. Exactly. Like that's I felt fucked. like that's how I was feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And then I'm like, if I'm feeling like this and I'm, and I was working on this album for about a year and a half. Right. So if I'm feeling like this and at this point I'm 25, working on that and I'm feeling like that now, just imagine the youth out there that don't have half of the shit we have as we're old. Like they don't have half of the, of the knowledge we got because the people who are over us are gone. The ones that schooled us as much as they could are gone. Like dead wise because they're old. They don't have anything out there. So they're just moving. So you can see 17 year olds, two phones around his neck and you wonder why. Because he ain't got nothing at home. He not eating well. His stomach touching. Ain't no giving that kid the Bible. He's hungry. Feed him with something else. Words don't help. 
When my light ain't right, how you gonna tell me to brighten up? So I made it for them too. Cause if I'm feeling like that and I'm a grown ass man and I got a piece of an income, how you think them with no income feel? And less resources. And nobody of my age to tell them where the fuck to get it from. So immediately when I felt like that, I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do this idea. I'm gonna do this idea, but I'm not gonna just do this idea as a general album. I'm gonna do this idea to not only celebrate and remind myself of the accomplishments and the things we've done in just one year of being an artist with an album out, well, two years actually of grinding and having one album out. I'm also gonna talk about and show that if you're gonna be young and this is what you wanna do, I may not approve of what you're doing, but I'm gonna tell you the right way that you need to do it. Even though you're wrong, I'm gonna help you be right in your wrongness. So at some point, you get it and get the fuck out of that. Yeah. And you grow from it. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to show y'all how to do that. As well as make you feel good. Because sometimes just an imagination trip can help you forget how bad some shit is. And make you think better. That's true. That's real as hell. And I want everyone to know that I'm from Milwaukee. So when I say things on, on Gotta Eat like, young nigga with the tents on. I mean, young nigga with the two flip phones. Honda Civic with the tents on. Only people who live here and know the, the drug dealers and the shit that happens out here knows what that means. Nobody else will. We gotta tell them that. It's always so cool for us to say no cap. You know where that's from? Down south. It's cool for us to say you bugging B. Where's that from? New York. When we gonna say bro? When we gonna say the shit that make us look cool? The shit that's made us cool? From any part of the culture here. Put it in the music. And if you notice, even the temperature around the city right now, everybody's doing it. Born and Raised, Keith. These are all neighborhood albums. Yeah, they are. Lamo's from Parkline. That's 44th and Hope. I used to be over there all the time as a kid, so I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Jan is from Keith. I'm from 31st and Village. Northside, Reggie's from Center Street. Regal lived on Burleigh. Stays in Hillside with his mom when he was still here. Everyone has to talk about where they're from. Yeah. Vogel Park is a part of Renz Young's fucking childhood. That park, I ride past that park all the time. Yeah. Nobody talks about that stuff. But we'll talk about everything else that's cool outside of our shit. Yeah. So even in the album, I use Milwaukee lingo at all times. Even in paying respects to my favorite cultures throughout the album, which is the, the West Coast G-Funk sound. The Dr. Dre sound from the 90s. Love it, love those artists, love that coast. It's the first place I ever heard rap music from. Mm -hmm. Not over here, not here, out west. But even in that, I'm gonna pay respects to here. I don't care. But that's what that album was about. I wanted to solve those problems, open those minds, and make people think, as well as help my damn self. Period. Yeah. Hell, a sign to even culminate that that album was for what it was for, with the moments with, or surrounding my dad, I finished the album on Father's Day. Oh, shit. Damn. I didn't know that I was going to finish it that day. 
But I just went and finished the album. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Father's shit. Day is the day, and I just finished the album. Yeah. And it was eccentrically made because I was dealing with a lot of shit with my dad. Yeah. A lot of the samples and a lot of the, of the artists that I sampled on that album came from stuff he liked to listen to. American Love came from the original came from an original sample that I heard in an American Pimp movie made by the Hughes brothers. And this movie was my dad's all-time favorite. It's nothing but a documentary, but it's his all-time favorite. And I said, okay. He's always telling me the sample shit that he hears anyway in his movies. Pick this one. Ironically, it was Dr. Dre's biggest hit off the chronic. Nothing but a G thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't sample that song. We went to the root of the source and went there and turned it into what I turned it into. It's called American Love to represent American Pimp. I just changed the word because I'm not a pimp and nor do I believe in that kind of culture. Right. I respect and, uh, and I'm aware of it, but I don't care for that. Right. Even the, the choice of lyrics, the style, outside of the, the, the shout outs to all of my favorite West Coast artists, it was put in his voice. I wrote it for him. Deep meanings like that is why I made the album. And that's where I got the idea from. The interludes were all relative because it was a real thing. Like, I've been in those positions. Not to the extent that I made in the interlude. Like, if you pay close attention, it's a phone call. Then from this phone call, they're in the car. So you clearly said, I'm going to go. I'm going to help my friend out. Once you get in the car, you're like, all right, cool. And you're like, man, how the fuck we end up in California? And we were just in Milwaukee. How did we even end up here? And all he says is relax. You need to calm down and hit this weed. What? Tell me what the fuck's going on. Then by the time you smoke the weed and pass out, he leave you in the car and go rob somebody. Of powerful energy. All right, Larry. Uh, tell me real quick what you're working on now. Uh, right now, I am working on a lot of different things. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should let the cat out the bag now, but I'm working on a, a group project with another artist from here, and we're calling it the, uh, excuse my language for those who might not like it, we're calling it the Regular Niggas EP. So I'm doing an EP with another artist, um, I'm doing a lot of big battles coming up this year, and uh, I'm probably going to do... Uh, I'm going to do my personal album that represents where I'm from called 31st Street LP. It originally was going to be an EP, but I'm going to just turn that into an LP and make a full-fledged album about who I am and where I'm from as far as the neighborhood guy. There you, know, you go. Outside of being an artist. Hey, everything you were saying uh, before, based off where you're from, mm -hmm. what, we're going to know exactly what you mean when those people here... You made a neighborhood album, exactly. I, I never even thought of it that way. That shit, like that shit's real. Heck, I mean, I try to just do everything, you know, as real as possible. Like I said that album was based on a story of having bad friends, but being in a fucked up position where you go, I'm down, and then going, I'm down, leading to, oh shit, I'm fucked up. Yeah. So. It's all about decision making. It's all about thinking. You know, as an artist, I want to make sure that no matter how hilarious it is or hard or cool, that you have some kind of message. 
I'm here to uplift. I call myself Larry is not real or because I'm rap's imaginary friend. An imaginary friend is what? Somebody that only shows up to you and your conscience. Well, as long as you believe, I will pop up and be there to help you. Your imaginary friend helps you get through things, think through things. It's the other piece of the conscience that helps to talk to you. That's what I am in music. For the youth, for our culture, for our people. I'm the rap's imaginary friend. I'm here to not only crack jokes with you, get you through hard times that way, but to also help you think, be honest and hardcore truth with you. Larry is not real, man. Larry is not real. Tell me what keeps you up at night, Larry. Uh, what keeps me up at night? Uh, not being the dopest artist ever. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Facts. Preparing for battles, no matter who it is, because I'm an ultimate competitor. My competitive drive keeps me up late at night. Um... And looking at my favorite artist and going, dude, I need that. Like, that's really what it is. Like, it's succeeding on the highest level, creating and finishing my bucket list as an artist, and competitively stalking opponents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all real stuff, man. I totally feel that. Um, what puts you to sleep, though? What puts me to sleep? Recording good music, winning a battle, um, or even seeing someone close to me whether it's an artist friend or just another good person i know succeeding and knowing that they're going to do the right thing with it your buddy's with uh spades right that's my cousin cousin shout out to spades go, i love spades go get Firestarter. i love spades that's my boy shoot he was a battle rapper at one point <laughs> he doesn't say anything that's why that skills disc was so freaking good yeah, yeah. he has bars bro because it's cold. Also, go get Raw. Raw just Please came out, do. too. That man is so multi-genre, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. He can do rock songs. He can do rap songs. He can do trap songs. He can do R&B. He can do hip-hop. He can do everything. And that's one person I've, I've seen that no matter what you think, what you feel, that dude is going to drop his music and be there somehow. He doesn't care if he's headliner, bottom of the card or not. He's going to be in the building. And he's going to earn his way there. Yeah, he... Yeah. Love the spades. Facts. Thanks for being on the show. You already know, man. It's a Dude, pleasure. This has been amazing. Whenever man. you want to have me come back, I'm here. Yeah. No matter what, bro. Dude, we could have done this for hours, bro. I know. Go get paper out. Go get free money. No, no money. money. All that. Oh, oh, oh. And don't forget, uh, shout out the bros, man. Go get that Traffic by A.R. Wesley. Go get that Gold Tooth Bandit by Mike Regal. <laughs> Go get Gold Dust by Mike Regal. Get, uh, what's that, Cold March by LL Cool G. You know what I'm saying? Be on the lookout for the homies Hoodlum. Uh, Go get that Money and Violence by my homie BMB Mike G. Man, we, it's just music everywhere, man. It's music everywhere. Born and Raised, coming soon. Shout Born out Ramo. Keith, yeah. it's out now. Go get that. Treason for the Youth with Now. Go get that. Uh, Well Aware by Mine. Uh, I'm not supposed to be here by mayhem go get all that stuff man go from get all from anti-basement ct go get that too man go get all that mode when, Mo, when Mo city come out with his stuff go get that next one man go get it go get it all stacks when he dropped go get it when moody drop again go get it support your people when vine drop again after this go get the one he just got i can't die go get that go get it man enjoy what you have here before it's gone or before they try to get rid of us man go get it please go get it thank you for watching mr nice guy on that note we'll see you next time boom mr nice guy